0: Welcome, everybody, to a uh, kind of episode 33 of Halfway to Heroes. Kind of a bonus episode. We're still working on exactly how we're going to drop this. It's a very special episode. I can tell you all that. And that is because none of the guys are here. None of the refundables are even here. We can talk as much crap as we want about the refundables. and They won't even ever know because I'll probably never listen to this episode. <laughs> I am joined tonight with the one and only the two and only? Two and only, I guess. Cause there's two of you, right? Sure. Um Drurundu and Tiana. <laughs> hey. Hello. And uh yes, these are the actual patrons, Jurundu and Tiana, that Jurundu and Tiana are named after, and guess who they are playing tonight? Jurondu <laughs> um, and Tiana. Yeah, Ted and Ted and Merlin, right?
1: <laughs> I was i was gonna guess Merlin. <laughs>
0: yeah actually scrap that yes they are playing as ted from one shot onslaught and iron claw from one shot onslaught and this is actually like a weird spin off of one shot onslaught that you found yourself we have trapped you in here suckers and now you got to listen
2: damn it, it. cross promotional nightmare <laughs>
0: So uh, what this episode is going to be is uh, we have now hit the point where the refundables are heading back to the Academy to go and hopefully meet up with Tiana and Gerontu and kind of get debriefed, find out what's going on. But this episode takes place many moons ago. This episode is going to take place on the night of and perhaps a few nights leading up to the night that Tiana was taken by the Illithids. Uh, if you have not yet listened to the previous episodes, you should probably stop now. <laughs> you probably should have stopped before I said all that. So this is a bit of a prequel episode. Uh, this will be right before episode 11 happened. So just so that you all are aware of what's going to be going on tonight. And uh, without further ado, we'll get right into the story. So, Jerundu and Tiana, we are on the journey from Clearwater to the Skylight Woods, uh, which is the name of the forest right between Flanderdash and Brightbank. Um, there is a path that cuts from Brightbank and actually goes all the way to Flanderdash, the mirror end, and then up to Glassburn and uh, Owls Peak. So, Skylight Woods is the name of the all-encompassing woods between Flanderdash and Brightbank. So, it's actually a pretty big woods, and it's on both sides of that path that cuts through the middle of it. And we can drop in on Yarl's journey from Clearwater to Skylight Woods. And uh, you, you, you two, tell me. Um, we'll say that it's. I'm looking at the map right now, and it's actually going to be a pretty long journey from Clearwater to Sky- Skylight Wood, so um, it will probably be about a 30 day journey.
1: Oof.
2: Bloody traveling clear halfway across the bloody world, like.
1: Uh,
2: yes, it's, uh... I've been to Flanderdash, you know, it's pretty miles away. There's a bunch of half goliaths live there.
1: Well, unfortunately, that's where uh, my information's taking us, so... Oh, God.
2: Great. Well, you know... We're in, it. We're in it together, me and you. We're in for the long haul, aren't we? So.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you coming along.
2: Oh, well, somebody's got to look after you.
1: <laughs> I may be somewhat squishy, but I'm not that easy to kill.
2: I'm only pulling your leg. Those <laughs> weirdos have got to stick together, haven't we?
1: Oh, and how.
2: So I've been walking for, what, like, a bloody about a week now? We've been uh. following the coastline round from Clearwater. And the terrain has just got shite. I mean, like, we're going up bloody mountains now, love.
1: <sighs> yeah. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm.
2: what, what is it we actually, we're actually doing again? You've been bloody tight-lipped about it. We had a look round Clearwater for a good week, and you came back to me one afternoon and says, right, we're off to bloody Flanderdash way.
1: but, but, but <laughs> Bloody arse end of nowhere is, I think, how you put it.
2: Well, arse end of nowhere is right. I don't have, you know, it's back of beyond... Flanderdash. Well, uh, so so I'll get you know. What's that?
1: I I found some information in Clearwater about. Whew, I don't remember. It's been a hell of a of a few weeks. Did I did I tell you? Did I ever tell you what I was looking for in Clearwater? I'm sorry. I thought I did.
2: Well, not really. I mean, we said we said we were heading there, just following leads, whatever that's supposed to mean. But you know, I. I just tag along because I ain't got all better to do. So,
1: <laughs> well, it... I didn't,
2: I didn't, you know, it's only because I'm now coming up this bloody mountain, thinking, "What the hell am I doing with my time?" That I've thought to even ask the question. To be honest,
1: I I do appreciate you following along without knowing what in the hell we're doing. I'm I'm sorry. I have been hunting for the last several years for um the the staff of Raffin's scrimwar.
2: Oh. Well, why didn't you say so? That's uh, certainly something important.
1: <laughs> just 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 a wee bit. Um yeah. The whole situation's a bit well, mucked up as you might say. Hmm.
2: I can see that. That's why you've got a broken-down old dwarf following you around (laughs) doing this quest of utmost importance.
1: I mean, I I, I could say the same about you, following a weird-ass sorcerer around who has abilities that... uh... Well, anyway.
2: Yeah, well, no other bugger would have me.
1: And no other bugger would have me, so here we are. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I... This goes back a couple decades, which for me is a lo- is is half my lifetime. But I imagine it's anything to you.
2: Well, look, you know, you know what it's like being well. You don't know what it's like. <laughs> I live three times longer than you. It's just how it is. But uh, nevertheless, you know, a couple twenty years. That's not not an insignificant amount of time. It's longer than five minutes.
1: <laughs> That's true. I suppose it's it's a little bit different for. Uh, longer-lived race, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I... found some very interesting information shortly after my parents died.
2: All right. Care to elaborate?
1: Well, um... Sounds, sounds fucking arrogant once you go to say it. I don't think I've ever told anyone out loud, but, um... Raffin Scrimoire is my grandfather.
2: You bloody what? You're having me on? No, dead serious. The Raffin Scrimmoire?
1: The, the one and only.
2: Legend?
1: Yep, one and the same.
2: Mythical Titan, Raffin Screamar, is your granddad?
1: Yeah, and I didn't find it out until my parents died. I went through some of their bloody stuff. L, and fire. Right? Went through some of their stuff and found uh, letters that... We're very clear. Let's just put it that way.
2: Okay. Well, I'd imagine there would be... You could afford to be forthright when you bloody raffin scream, huh?
1: I suppose. So, I left the, the farm shortly after I found that out. Didn't even...
2: You got a you go brother, right, And you?
1: Yeah, Merlin.
2: Well, you know about that.
1: No, no, he doesn't know. Uh, that's... Well, I mean, you've seen my abilities.
2: I have. <laughs> I have. It's enough to turn a lesser person's hair white. But I am no stranger to the bizarre myself, so...
1: Yeah. A part of me wonders how much those abilities may have come through his bloodline. So... Could be. Could be. Could well be. And especially with... Well, I so suppose that
2: makes it more pressing for us to find out, I guess.
1: Exactly. Find find the damn staff. Try to get some more control over my abilities. Save the world? Question mark, question mark, profit.
2: <laughs> I'd settle for just surviving till breakfast time, to be honest. I guess we'll just keep putting one foot in front of the other until we get there.
1: And that's about all the, that we can do, yeah.
2: God. Right, well, I'm going to sing me mountain song. I like walking through the mountains because I am a mountain dwarf. <laughs> I like walking through the mountains though I don't really know where I'm going. It's a good song, right, isn't it? It's, it's a lovely song. Is there any more verses to that song? <laughs> no, it's just that one, 18 <laughs> times on repeat. You can beatbox for me if you like. That would be good. You could have a bit of a compliment.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm not very good at, at, at beatboxing. I can try to keep a rhythm.
2: <laughs> I like the way I didn't ask you for like a week where we were going or what we were doing. It's like,
1: <laughs> all right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> there we go. This, this, this crazy redhead is leading the way. Let's just do this.
2: <laughs> go on then, young'un.
0: So after uh, the 18th verse of. What was that song titled again, Gerundu? Just, I like walking in I, the mountains. I like walking in the mountains. <laughs> um, after the 18th verse, uh, the 10th day passes. It's you. It sounds like he sings it very quickly, but it's actually a very slow song. So it took that long to get through the 10 days. And after you get on the, the eastern side of the mountains, Uh, exit the mountain pass it opens up and there's like a half day journey through the forest and then after that is when it really opens up to just these plains of grasslands and you know uh, Tiana you would definitely know that uh, at this point you're pretty close to Miran so you could point out that in probably about a day's time you're going to be getting to uh, more farmland and then another day is when you will be getting uh, right to the edge of those forests. Another day or two.
1: It's
2: a bloody long trip. It's a bloody long trip. Going clear across Mordres.
1: <sighs> I swear I know every inch of this place by now after the last couple of decades.
2: About the only bit of the map I haven't been to is all the way to the Far East. You know, bit what sticks offside looks like a bell end. That bit on map. You know, I, it don't, I, it's not—it's not—it's not named on my charts, but it, to me, I've always just called it Bell End Point.
1: You know, I never—I never thought of it, but yeah, it looks very much like that. It doesn't, does, does doesn't it? It does. It really does. A little
2: winky, little winky sticking off the side of Modris.
1: <laughs> the gods have a sense of humor.
2: <laughs> just as well, right?
1: Might might as well have a sense of humor with everything going on.
2: Ah, absolutely.
0: I can never look at this map again now. I need to burn it. You see it though, don't you? That's why you I know. D- yeah. I can't see <laughs>
2: it.
1: Now that you've said that, we Just will never be winking, able to. Little winking, why would you put a big
0: wiener off the side of. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I have to have a word with Devin. This is unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
2: I don't believe. No, it's quirky quirky geography it? it's fantasy
1: geography's weird it's
2: all bloody weird mm. I've got like some kind of space octopus living in my brain
1: <laughs> well it's it's what you gotta do to fight fire with fire so to speak
2: yes shut up nobody asked you
1: <laughs> hello it's been a
2: minute why don't you ask my opinion more I have much to offer you mortals shut up you're always giving on with that bloody offering me shite have you not benefited from my prowess well yes but you don't need to brag about it all the time she's a she's a lady of her own mind she doesn't need another one occupying it that's my shtick Anyway, shut up, girl. Give us a moment's peace. You can take over when I'm asleep. That's the usual arrangement. Until then.
1: Until then.
2: God. He's bloody acting up today, isn't he? He's a little more chatty than usual. Usually he's just bloody leave me alone. Just stares out of my left eye all day. Doesn't make no noise.
1: I wonder if, if we're getting close to the staff and that might not be getting him a little bit more active.
2: Probably. Hmm. Probably. He does get riled up round illicit stuff and things, powerful magics and all that.
1: <sighs> this is absolutely beyond my ken, but here we are.
2: Have a smart lad, but... I've given up trying to understand half of it. To be honest, you know, mainly just fight things because it's easier.
1: Uh you'd you'd get on well with my brother.
2: Probably, although what from what you told me it sounds like a bit of a waste of space. To be honest, I don't know why he's. I mean, I spent seventy years fighting them bloody things. You know, losing most of it. Losing it was terrible, terrible war. What did he do? Did he spend lot the time looking after horses?
1: Everyone has has their own abilities, and his is. Well, I
2: suppose it's not fair for me to judge. Not fair for me to judge. Not really. Two hundred and fifty years old. I spent seventy years fighting a war. Seventy years. Think of that. Just under a third of my life, I spent fighting Illithids.
1: And that's longer than I've been alive.
2: It's is mental, isn't it? It is mental. Think of that. The bloody scale of it. Temporal scale, I tell thee. So, I mean, we've been. I, like I say, I'm. A, I'm not old old for a dwarf, but I've been around a bit. Jesus, seventy years I spent. Seventy bloody years. You don't know you're born, you. You humans get a good five minutes in. Shit, shave, shower, and you're done. It's good. You don't have all this PTSD hanging around from the best part of a century of constant warfare.
1: Well, I, I reckon that's why we do things faster, harder, and louder, in in hopes of being remembered. I
2: don't know about that. You've been to a dwarf nightclub.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I actually haven't, but you'll have to tell me about that.
2: <laughs> we'll go when this is all done. I'll take you.
1: Oh, excellent.
2: As long as you brought ID, because if you're under, if you well, maybe they'll make exceptions for humans. But usually, if you're under hundred, they won't let you in. I hope.
1: I, I hope, <laughs> hope them. I hope they'll make an exception for for humans, and I'll like reach up and and and, and uh, pat the white hairs and the and the, the red hair. It I'm makes not. Sense to I'm, me. I'm not. I'm not. Not young for a human.
2: No, no, no. I know. I can see that. Yeah, but uh, dwarves. You know, I can't speak for all dwarves. I can only speak for me, and I'm a weird one.
1: I mean, I can't speak for all humans. I'm a weird one myself they're all bloody weird <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong
2: hey oh god walking through this forest I'll tell you what it's making my bloody feet itch I hate this moisture are we nearly
0: there yet right
1: I think we're getting close
0: at this point we'll say that we're about 25 27 30 uh, all the days have kind of blended in together at this point for you all But, Tiana, you would think that you are now at least in the Skylight Woods.
1: (sighs) All right.
2: I don't like walking in the forest because I can rarely see the sky. (laughs) I much prefer walking in the mountains because I am a rocky guy.
1: (laughs) That's
2: my other song. That's the Walking in the Woods song. It's about how it's not, it's not as good as walking in the mountains, and that's what it's about.
1: Do you have anything for walking in deserts?
2: I've never watched a desert, so I haven't heard much about it. Like, like I said, I always avoided the, the dick end of the map. But if I were to go to desert, desert's kind of like sand's a little bit like rocks, isn't it? But like real small.
1: Yeah, that's 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 not inaccurate. You know, you know, you know the fine silt that that gets on your clothes and dries. It's like that, but bigger.
2: So I probably like that better than forest because tiny rocks is still rocks, and I like rocks because I'm a dwarf.
1: Fair enough. I thought you're a mountain dwarf, though, aren't you? Don't you spend time under under the mountains and not under the open sky?
2: This is true, but I have sp- spent time. You know, I've, I was in guerrilla Warband for. 70 bloody years, we couldn't always be fighting underground. There was illithids upstairs, downstairs in my lady's chamber. They're all over the place. All over. Got used to it, you know, sleeping outside. It's cold. I don't really like wind very much and rain, you see. Mm. Because you don't get them underground. But outside, you get them all the time. It's always bloody wet, so there's wind coming at you and making bloody shrieking noises. Like, underground, the only shrieking you get is when Illithid pops out of dark and takes one of your kids.
1: Different kind of shrieking, certainly.
2: Yeah. So, you know, first few times I slept above ground, it really, like, messed with my head. Just wind blowing through trees. All I could think of was uh, entire mining colonies being pulled away into the dark.
1: I'm going to r- l- reach, anyway. reach over and just put a hand on his shoulder, like, it's all right, mate.
2: Yeah, anyhow. Yeah, enough of that. Otherwise, I'll start thinking about killing things again. That's more no bloody good. Yeah. Wake him up.
1: Not, not, not terribly useful at the moment.
2: No. No. Most of pity.
0: <laughs> so, you all have been, uh, you two have been walking in. I I said you all, and then I realized that there's actually kind of four of you, isn't there? Uh, counting Billy. Yee! Who is Billy again?
1: Yes, so um, Tiana is is a ritual caster. It was a feat that, that she took, and one of the reasons why she wanted that very specifically was to, um, get ritual spells for things like detect magic, identify and whatnot, but she also travels alone a lot, so... She she decided that she wanted a little friend. So Billy is a black cat uh, who is her familiar and sits on her backpack with his paws on with his paws and little little face on his on her shoulder, just watching everything as she walks.
0: So uh, you all have been in the uh, Skylight Woods for about a full day now, and it's getting dark. Probably looking for a place to uh, set up camp uh, for the night, so that you're kind of away from the elements, out of the elements. I'm sure you all have camping materials, tents. Well,
1: and I also have uh, Leamund's tiny hut, so that's usually what we use to be out of the rain and the wind.
0: Maybe you don't have a tent and stuff. Who knows? (laughs) Maybe you all didn't even bring one because you don't even need it.
1: I'm I'm sure we have bedrolls, but we might not. I I don't think we need a tent with uh, her ability to just sit down and be like, okay, let's do this.
0: Um, after a few hours of walking, uh, throughout the day into the woods, you are, are just, you know, that what you're looking for, Scrimmore Staff, is not going to be in the middle of the, uh, the path. Somebody have found it, be now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to say this, I might have to edit it out because, I'm pretty sure I named this path, and I can't find it in my notes anywhere, but I believe in the uh, Flanderdash arc, I called it the High Road. So I will call it the High Road here, and if I listen back and don't hear that, I will edit it out and just call it the path. Fair enough. But sure. um, you obviously don't think it's going to be on the path or the High Road, so you have been kind of venturing deeper into the eastern edge of the woods um in search for this you would know it to be burial mound you know that Raffin Scrimmore was buried with the staff only his family members were supposed to have known where he was buried per his request and he was supposed to be buried with the staff so when you find the staff you know that you're also going to be finding uh Raffin Scrimore's uh body oh boy uh But uh, yeah, you spent uh, hours just uh, walking into these really thick woods. Um, And now it's getting to that late hour where you can't really go on any longer. Uh, You do find this set of what looks like um, it's like four stone pillars that are rising up from the dirt. Each of them are depicting a humanoid figure whose features have been eroded away from the passage of time. At first, it looks like there's like this magical, invisible barrier in between them all that's like keeping a layer of leaves on top of it. But when you get closer and kind of can inspect it a little bit more, you see that's actually like a um, a thick layer of crystal, it looks like, that they're holding up between the four of them, like maybe like a foot thick of crystal. And that's what's actually holding up the leaves and on the top of it. And its transparency is like so pristine that it's difficult to see where the edge ends and where the open air begins and even though the uh humanoid figure seem really worn down with the passage of time that crystal just seems like remarkably undamaged unblemished. it looks like this was put here like today but all that aside it seems like it'd be a pretty good spot to you know if if you wanted well you got lehman's hut so you don't even really need to worry about that because I was gonna say uh, just to make sure that no rain's hitting your tents for the night, but with Lehman's hut, you should be good.
1: Yeah, uh, before before we set up camp, I want to um, cast detect magic as as a ritual and examine the the, the crystals that way.
0: Okay, uh, would you read me detect magic, please?
1: Sure. <laughs> Uh, For the duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn its school of magic, if any. The spell can penetrate most barriers, but is blocked by a foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt.
0: Uh, You uh, spend your time getting this uh, ritual ready and casting it, and 30 feet around... You cannot sense any magic, any kind, any school of magic.
1: Okay. Now, I'll, I'll walk around the clearing a couple of times while it's up, because it's up for ten minutes, and just, like, yeah. get get a sense for the area immediately around us, because I am not interested in setting up camp in some place where we might get attacked in the middle of the night.
2: Um. Do I recognize any of the figures or carvings or anything about the the... Buildings that might suggest an origin.
0: Uh, you could roll. Um, roll an investigation check.
2: Investigation plus seven. It's a pretty good one.
0: Damn, that is pretty good.
2: Eighteen intelligence, you say? Just like real life.
0: <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, sixteen. They, are obviously... Humanoid shape. They're standing upright, and it seems like you can see that. Even though you can't make out the fingers anymore, it definitely looks like it was meant to look like a humanoid shape standing up and holding up this crystal. Mm -hmm. Um, Just on one of the figures, uh, looking it over, it might even be your your eye, your my patron, my jewel. Yeah, your your patron, your dual soul. Um, that's the one that points it out to you that, um, the figure in the northeast corner of the crystal seems to have right along, right underneath where its head would be, where its face would be. That's kind of all withered away. Just the faintest markings, uh, near the chest and just a a little bit above the chest. What looks like. Mistakably, not for sure, but it looks like it may be even a beard or tentacles.
2: Well, either we've stumbled across statues of the tallest dwarves I've ever seen, or it's the old enemy. This looks like a mind flayer erection, for want of a better word. Installation, perhaps. I couldn't, at the time, all I'm, I could grasp was erection. I'm sure
1: there are at least five different words that you could have used there.
2: <laughs> right.
1: If this is uh, a, a installation to do with the old anime, do we want to camp here or do we want to find somewhere else?
2: Your guess is... I'm your not sensing any magic. Mine, to be honest, I think...
1: But, I mean... If- they're weird This
2: place don't look like it's seen any action for Donkeys years I don't I don't know if I'd be that worried about it But uh, Yeah, bugger it I mean, walking around the forest in the dark We're going to be sitting ducks for anything That's hanging about anyway
1: That's true And, and at least in here we have a, We have a better shot of hearing Someone coming out of the forest Before they're upon us Alright, yeah Let's camp here and I'll sit sit and sit down and have him sit next to me. We've done this a million times. Casting uh, Liam tiny
2: hut. Yeah, I'm actually well. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to take up that much room. I'm smaller than you are,
1: <laughs> not by much. You're four foot eleven, and I'm that's five true. I'm, foot a four. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big I'm, dwarf. I'm a big dwarf, and I'm a short human. So so five, five foot four, four eleven. There's only like five inches of difference <clears throat> between us.
2: Also. Being a dwarf, I'm about four foot wide, so... A, <laughs> yeah, you're, like, <laughs> as <laughs> tall as you are wide. Like a cube. Just a cube. A cube yeah. of muscle.
1: But, I mean, it's it, it's a ten-foot radius dome, so...
0: Yeah, it'll definitely fit you both.
1: Oh, yeah, easily. Comfortably.
2: No problem, yeah. Easy. So,
0: um, you both get settled in for the night. Do you guys even worry about watches, or do you just... I mean... The hut's impenetrable, I believe the spell says, right?
2: Yep. Yeah, I think Jewel Soul, Jewel Soul says that I think my other personality takes over while I'm asleep.
1: So the other personality's keeping watch?
2: So just Gers gir- just sat there all night, staring at, staring at the at So stuff you just sleep with one eye open? things. Yeah, Literally. just his yellow eye. I like walking in the mountains. I don't like walking in the woods.
0: Do do. <laughs> Both of you roll. Well, okay, no, Drundo only. Roll a perception check, I guess. Perception. A one-eyed perception check. Six. Six. Okay.
1: Sounds about right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you uh you guys are just both sleeping easy, just a- a- aside from Gurr and his uh nighttime song.
2: He's too he's enjoying his song too much to be paying attention. <laughs> Even great old ones have to have some levity in their life.
1: I mean, what's what's the point of eternity if you can't have a little bit of fun along the way?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Being some c- unknowable uh Entity uh, probably gets boring after a while. Just, just one of the simple pleasures of walking in the mountains. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mountains. Uh, so the night passes by pretty uneventfully, and you wake up in the, in the morning to a beautiful sunrise from what you can see in the The deep part of the woods, you can just kind of really see the sky changing color a little bit above the tree line, but even so, it's like a brilliant color of that uh, kind of like magenta orange mixing right above the tree line.
1: Morning.
2: Good morning, Tiana.
1: (laughs) Oh, you're still up. Hi, how you doing?
2: Yes. I am well. I have spent the night in silent vigil over your sleeping corporeal forms, mortals.
1: Ugh.
2: Ugh.
1: Ugh. Ugh. Morning, Durando.
2: Morning. Feels like someone's bloody poured glue in my mouth. What's all that about?
1: I haven't the faintest.
2: <clears throat> all right. Well, I didn't see out. Gur didn't seem to see out neither. Didn't wake me up or out. So, so well, guess we're all hunky dory.
1: I suppose so. Let's uh, get some breakfast and see what we can find. Aye, see if we can see if we see if we can't find this damn burial mound.
0: What are you guys gonna eat for breakfast? What do you guys have? Like, a, I don't know. Like, I don't know what kind of like food you guys brought and prepared. If you guys have been scavenging,
1: uh, I think it's been a combination of rations and scavenging rations to supplement the scavenging mostly. Um, Do you who
2: carries around like dwarf iron rations, basically, from that were probably made during the war and <laughs> MREs? Haven't, haven't like noticed, haven't noticeably degraded in that time because expired it's 30 30 years iron ago. ration. <laughs> it's an iron. It's a dwarf iron ration. It's basically it, it more or less has the taste consistency and texture of iron um, yeah and it just, pre- it just casts prestigitation to put hot sauce flavor on everything
1: <laughs> yeah and and uh, tiana is very very commonly like pulling it pulling water out of the air with with a uh, shape water into a mug uses prestigitation to make it hot and then flavor it as tea Fancy. Prestigitation is ridiculous and I love it.
2: Prestigitation is a fantastic spell. It makes surviving in the wilderness unbelievably more comfortable. It's fantastic. It's
1: very true. So, um, I could eat A
2: handful of pine cones and it would taste like a bloody strawberry gato or something. I don't know.
1: The, the, the shits afterwards, though, would be intense.
2: Well, yeah, well, I, I grew up eating iron rations, so. Fair point. It's like I tell you what it's like someone letting off a bloody shotgun in morning.
1: I hear you know. absolutely positive <laughs> about that.
2: my uncle Terry, right? he cut down a tree with his morning ball movements one time,
1: oh my God,
2: <laughs> force of it, force of it, I tell you it was like you ever seen one of the like gnomes that... Uh, Gnomes have worked on them. They're like st- big steam locomotives, they call them.
1: Yes. It was like that. It
2: was like one of them just went flying past. It was just complete dead silence. And then the noise, like, no, you've ever heard it before in your entire life. And then this entire tree just came falling over.
1: Useful. As long as you could control where the tree was
2: falling. Well, that's the trick, is it? Fortunately, uh, Terry... Uh, <laughs> Terry didn't choose very wisely and uh had both his legs crushed. But you know, that. anyhow.
1: Well <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I imagine that we would have done some uh foraging during during the day when we're traveling. Like if we see anything that looks edible, uh I have I have a sling, so so I probably would have brought down some small animals at some point.
2: No, just eldritch blast it.
1: That ruins the meat. We've talked about this. It
2: pre-tenderizes it.
1: <laughs> Let, I, I, I will catch things with my sling. You can catch things with your Eldritch Blast.
2: God, but the human teeth, they ain't fit for eating, no. There's only a bit of bone shrapnel. You can just chew it.
1: As as you pointed out, we, we barely grow our teeth before we lose them and die.
2: Oh, right, well, fair enough. You're not to blame for your own biology, I suppose.
1: Not a bit.
0: Uh, how long does uh the hut last? Do you guys eat in the hut or out of the hut?
1: Uh, it lasts for it lasts for eight hours. So I imagine it starts dissipating as we wake up.
0: Yeah. Okay. So while you all are eating, your sounds like a terrible breakfast. Oh, you get, you got used to it. Let's have uh both of you roll a perception check, please. Okay. okay. Uh,
1: nineteen.
0: Uh, 18.
1: Perceptive first thing in the morning.
0: Yeah, as you were eating and kind of having this argument about uh, iron rations, you both... Uh, it's noiseless, so it's kind of unheard of why you both... Uh, what drew both of your attention uh, to the east of the woods? But you both look over, and you see these two... I don't know if you two have ever heard about these or encountered them before, but it looks like brains that are kind of floating in air, but also have, like, tendrils coming down them, and then they also have, like, a beak mouth on the brain. And, uh, you see two of them both, it looks like they're, like, waiting in the woods for the right moment to strike.
1: Okay. And I'll I'll murmur in Dwarvish. See that? Aye. hmm
2: don't much like the look of it, either.
1: No, neither do I. Want me, want me to drop a fireball on them?
2: <laughs> Can't hurt. <laughs> well, it can, but it won't hurt me. It'll hurt them. So yeah, go for it. <laughs>
1: and so yeah, with, with, without without even like glancing at... I, I, I'll, I'll glance over in the corner of my eye just to measure the distance, and then... Um, whisper, whisper some, something under my breath as I, as I hold my arcane focus and cast fireball at them.
0: One roll to 17, one roll to 7, so that 7's a plus 2 and 9, so I'm guessing the 9 fails and the 19. The
1: 9 fails, the 18 succeeds. Yeah. And I have to actually pull out my fireball dice for this. It's been a while since I've needed to do this. I'll have
0: to add it into episode 11 that the guys find a big scorch mark in the tree <laughs> line. <laughs> And then we'll go ahead and roll initiative, too, while we're rolling. Cool. And I'll just roll one for both of them. A 19! Plus two out of 21. That's a five.
2: Wow. <laughs> it's not very good.
0: So that's seven total.
1: So uh, 28 points of damage to the one that failed and 14 to the one that succeeded.
0: Okay. Uh, uh What did you get for your uh, initiative, Tiana? Uh,
1: 17.
0: Okay, so as soon as you hurl this fireball at these uh, two brain octopus things, one of them is a lot quicker to get out of the way, but still some of the flames go up its tendrils that are kind of hovering underneath of it. One of them seems like it gets hit just square in the beak with that fireball, but it makes it kind of look more pissed off, if anything. They are both, now that they have been uh, found out, are going to kind of glide into the clearing that you all are camping in. And the one that got the brunt of the fireball is going to go after you, Tiana, and it's got these uh, tentacles. Um, it is going to slap the tentacles at you uh, with a plus four, 16 plus four. Hits. So that's going to be seven uh, pier- say piercing damage. Seven piercing damage. Oh, it's got like little barbs on the end of its oh, uh, sure. tendrils. Um, and you have to make a constitution saving throw, please.
1: Good thing I'm a sorcerer.
0: Oh, that is good. 18. Okay, cool. Uh, you feel like your body just uh, from head to toe st- it feels like your body is falling asleep. Like you when you sleep on your arm funny and you wake up and your whole arm is numb, your whole mm-hmm. body slightly feels like that. Like you were pretty close to completely just being knocked out. But you're able to just kind of shake it off for the most part and just feel that tinglingness. The other one, however, is going to go for Gerundu. Uh, same thing. It's going to slash out its tentacles. 19 plus... Four twenty-three. 23. That's another 7 piercing damage, and you have to make a constitution saving throw. I'll take 7, I
2: No problem. No problem, pal. No problem. All right, I took the 7 damage, and then, what, constitution saving throw? Yes, please. I'm pretty constitutional, fortunately. So. And is, it, is this against poison?
0: Um... Con saving throw or be poisoned for one minute, the poison target is paralyzed. So it is against poison, so yeah. I've got
2: advantage on that, because I'm a dwarf. Well,
0: you're very lucky, because if you get poisoned by this poison, you're paralyzed. Ooh.
2: So first one is, uh, 15.
0: You're good. Yeah, you're cool. already good. However, I did miss for Tiana's and Gerundi. I'll do both of you. After they both swipe out, then they are both going to just take a quick snip at you both with their beaky beaks. Beaky beaks. So we'll do Tiana's first. Surely this can't be above a, a fifteen, like all my other rolls have been tonight. This is an eight, eight plus four.
1: Eight plus four is just below my armor oh, class. Good. <laughs> Gerund is <laughs> an
0: eighteen plus four.
2: <laughs> Sorry. <Ow.
0: man. laughs> it just like pecks right at you with this big gnarly, gross uh, brain hmm. beat. Beaky and, brainy bastard, and that is uh, a seven piercing damage. Seven again! Youch! I don't know Ow. how much HP level fives have, but
1: it's been, it's been a while since you've played this low level. On uh, I I have thirty seven max.
0: Um, next up is Tiana.
1: Cool. Um. I, I want to get out of here, so I'm going to Misty Step uh, 30 feet away, <laughs> which is a bonus action. Okay. Yes. Um, and then, uh, once I land 30, 30, 30 feet away, I am going to twin infestation on the on the two floaty brain things.
0: Uh, what does infestation do?
1: Infestation. You cause a cloud of mites, fleas, and other parasites to appear momentarily on one creature you can see within range, which is 30 feet. I know they're within 30 feet of me. Um, the the target must succeed on a constitution saving throw. It takes 1d6 poison damage. I don't know if it's immune to it or whatever, but... And moves 5 feet in a random direction if it can move and its speed is at least 5 feet. Roll a d4 for the direction, 1 north, 2 south, 3 east, or 4 west. Doesn't provoke opportunities attacks, and if the direction roll is blocked, the target can't move. It'll be two d six because we're at fifth level.
0: Uh, so the highest was a thirteen. Does thirteen save? No. Okay, and then the other one was like a eleven. Um...
1: Yeah, they both they both fail. Are they immune to poison damage? No. Excellent. Uh-huh. All right, then they take uh, eight points of damage. And I'm going to roll a a directional D4, uh, one for each of them. So the first one will be the one that attacked me. Uh, Two is south. So it has to move five feet south. Okay. And then the other one is east.
0: Okay. So they're still in the area of the woods that are now kind of uh, smoldering, kind of kicking up some flame stuff from that fireball. The underbrush is kind of, uh, you know, uh, catching fire a little bit. Next up is Drundu. Uh, the one that Tiana hit square on with the fireball, that one's looking just. It's got all these bugs on it. And you know that bugs aren't very good for a brain. And uh, the fire. I'm trying to keep them out of my brain. i can tell you that. <laughs> It's <laughs> looking, it, it's, that one's looking pretty rough.
2: Um, uh, right, I'll tell you what, we'll Aldrich Blast and we'll split the difference and we'll target one each. So, um, do like, or I <laughs> cock my, um, maul, like, hold it out at my hip. Like I was, like, firing a shotgun from the hip, but it's a... Two handed hammer <laughs> makes a noise like he was racking a shell, and then um, two eldritch blasts fly out of the um, head of the mall. So, first one is a 15 plus 7, 22.
0: Yep. <laughs> uh, that's a d12. A Are you going for the one that's more hurt or less hurt?
2: This is the mahu at one first. We'll focus fire on that one. Okay. So that's uh, just a flat turn Eight. Damage on that one.
0: Okay, it's still alive.
2: Okay. And that is a nine plus seven, 16. Believe, that hits. The other one. That hits two, okay. And that's a six damage on that
0: one. It is no longer alive. If you want to describe what it looks like when you kill that brain. Beak boy.
2: Um, So it's like, come on then, you bastards! And then uh, these bolts of energy just fly out and uh, puncture it, uh, make two perfectly spherical holes clean through the other side of the brain matter that kind of look like big gaping cartoon eyes for a second. And then the whole mess just collapses out of the air into something that resembles a Particularly sad trifle on the floor.
0: <sighs> um, back up to Grell turn. Yes, these are called Grells. Um, ah, it 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 is going to go towards to Just killed one of its buddies, but I think this one is the one that's closer to Tiana. Does it have to make any kind of save for uh, infestation at the start of the story? No, okay.
1: no that, that, it, it's a cantrip, so it's just for the one, the one round.
0: Okay, it is going to then um, go towards Tiana, I think. Uh, and again, uh, it's going to do its barbed tentacles first, and then try... Well, that's the one I really wanted to hit with for the paralyzed, but instead it's going to be a, a 7 plus a 4 and 11. Misses. And then uh, it's going to step a nat 20. That'll hit. Uh, which means it is going to do. Uh, so that's going to be 6 plus. This is plus, plus 2. Uh, 8 points of piercing damage Is it again pecks the top of Tiana's head. Uh, ah. We'll now go to Tiana. There's only this one left and it's right on top of you it has hovered over to you past when you uh Missy stepped away.
1: Okay. Screw it. I am I am going to do um, mind thrust.
0: <laughs> what does mind thrust do? This thing's this thing's like 90% mind. So
1: Yeah. Well, and it's a uh it, it it's a intelligence saving throw a 15. Uh, and it is a UA, but my whole class is UA, so I felt like that was safe. Yeah. You thrust a lance of psychic disruption into the mind of one creature you can see within range. The target must make an intelligent saving throw. On a failed save, the target takes 3d6 psychic damage, and it can't take a reaction until the end of its next turn. Moreover, on its next turn, it must choose whether it gets a move, an action, or a bonus action. It only gets one.
0: That sounds super cool. Unfortunately, this brain thing just got a dirty 20.
1: Okay, it's, it still takes half of that damage. Oh, cool.
0: Okay. Okay. So you still shoot this... So you still shoot this... Uh... Beam. <laughs> this psychic beam into its head.
1: Yep. Uh... 11, 13... Six points of damage. Rounded down.
0: Ooh. Not bad. All oh, I can think
2: of is Scanners. You see the movie Scanners? Uh-uh.
1: I no. haven't seen that.
2: Right. It's... All you really need to know for the benefit of this reference is that... There... People have psychic jewels in it. And the way that those take place... Is that they silently stare at each other like this, just search for like scanners, a jewel or something like, that, <laughs> or something like that. Okay, Uh Geronda, you are up. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Well, I'm going to run up and smash it with my maul. I think that's what I'm. Well, at least what I'm going to attempt to do.
0: Smash the brain with your maul. That's going to be gross.
2: Yeah, it. that's it. It's a big squishy brain, so.
1: Well, it's it's a good thing we both have precipitation.
2: Come on, you bugger Uh,
0: seventeen plus eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's gonna do it.
1: <laughs> that, that that'll just barely Let's hit them. let how there, much
0: man. damage a uh, uh, blood hunter at level five does, because I have no idea. Two d six
2: plus five. so That's twelve from the first attack. That's a lot. I'll, I'll Sword say it. Damage. Yeah, I'll
0: say it. that's a lot. Uh, yes. He's still alive as you squishes. These things are kind of cute. Now that the more I look at this picture, the more cute it looks. So the first first attack just came around, swung with all
2: my might in a lateral direction, just sort of, and then he spun through three hundred through full three hundred sixty degrees with the momentum of his heavy hammer. Then it's brought second attacks come crashing down from the top, and that was a 17 plus 8 this time. So, um, Uh (laughs) 25. So another 2d6 plus 5. That's uh, a 6 and a 5 and a 5.
0: So uh, 16 damage. Cool, you can describe how you killed this cute little thing that actually was kind of like mine's own fucking business, and you just threw a fireball at it.
1: I am looking at a picture, of, it's a growl, right?
0: Yeah. This is not cute, you have what to, are you, you all about? To, you have to think outside the box to consider it cute. It's a little beak on its brain, it's kind of cute. Do, don't they look like like some sort of deep sea
2: fish or something kind like that? Kind of, like,
0: Yeah. An exposed brain yeah, with a beak they, and tentacles like and bars like
2: on a, it. Yeah, it's like a cross between a jellyfish and a brain and a parrot. <sighs>
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's good.
2: Yeah, well, it doesn't look like that anymore. What it looks like is like someone spilt a jar of jam on the forest floor. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah, it, it it looks bad. I mean, it's it's nasty. <laughs> it smells really bad too. Well, a giant floating bag of guts flying around the bloody forest. This is why I don't like it. This is why I like to stay underground. So dwarves have got it right. You hang around underground, and you don't have flying brains coming.
1: These brains are kind of an illithid thing. Are you sure these aren't an illithid, like, pet or something?
2: Probably. I mean, (sighs) if it's got tentacles, of illithids probably... Well, if it's got tentacles and an exposed brain, an illithid has either created it for fighting or for their own amusement or to fuck.
1: Yeah, I i can I can see that. Uh, A does, big, does,
2: slimy, delicious sex toy.
1: Does Gur have anything to say on the subject?
2: Their brains are greatly prized by the illithids for their delicious flavour. And... Erogenous
0: touch. <laughs> can you both make me a uh survival check real quick?
1: Survival check?
0: Yeah, it's kind of uh just to see like where this thing came from these things came from.
1: Uh 14.
2: Uh seven, I ain't got a fucking clue. I just know <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tiana. Uh you can see Going back kind of deeper into the woods, you can see these, like, scratch marks on the trees that seem to be coming from the barbs on their tentacles.
1: Right. Let's pack up. This might be the right— Does it look like a direction that I would think to look in for the burial mound? Or is this just coincidence? You
0: really don't have, like, a direction to look for in uh, these—in this area— um, you just know, like somewhere in these woods.
1: All right. Well, it's as good a direction as any. Let's go that way.
0: All right. Lead on. Uh, so, uh, going through these, it's uh pretty thick uh woods in this area. Uh, you know, a lot of uh underbrush, uh, a lot of trees and tree roots. While you're pushing your way through the thick brush and tree roots, you see. As you open up the pathway, illuminated by now the, uh, the early morning sun, you can see an unmistakably an illithid ship, uh, in this clearing with its sleek, rough gray coloring and slim body. I fucking knew it! A door and a a ramp, uh, slides down and you see an illithid mind flayer walking down the ramp. And as he does, he looks at both of you kind of expectantly, and he says, hey, guys, sorry, I'm going to have to take you. You cool with that? (laughs) (laughs) And he is going to guess mind blast at uh, both of you, More. He's aiming for Durundu, who's charging at him with his maul, but... N- not listening at all. So as, as soon as he saw him, he was charging. Uh, so that is an intelligence saving throw, please.
1: From both of us?
0: Yes. Uh, Tiana's more of in the... just In <laughs> the blast radius? Collateral damage.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, 13. 18. Ooh, Tiana's actually going to save. Gerundu's not is <laughs> running at this thing with his maul high above his head and uh, just stops dead in his tracks Gianna and you see him and then he just slowly lowers his maul down and he's just kind of wobbling uh, standing on his feet uh, he has been stunned Drunder you will be taking 22 points of psychic damage
1: are you still um. conscious
0: Okay, cool. Again, I have no idea how much level fives have HP wise. I but, am um, currently
1: at 22, just for DM reference.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, 22. I mean, um, 13. No. So you don't have to take half, Tiana. Oh. But you felt that blast, and you just barely, just barely, uh, you don't even know how you withstood it, actually. You don't know if it was maybe your. Those innate powers that kind of gave you an edge on, defin- but then again, drundu also had those kind of same, you know, innate abilities. But you can tell that definitely Drundu has clocked out. Mm-hmm.
2: It's, I've got plus seven to intelligence save, so I mean, it's, that's just like a freak occurrence that I've I've failed. I at. got
1: stupid lucky because I have plus one to intelligence saving throws. Stupid but- lucky.
0: He continues walking down the ramp. Now that Girundu, I'll have a a ham some sandwich, please. Um, Ham sandwich, please.
1: If he's still far enough away from Girundu that I think I can get him without getting Girundu, I'm just gonna fling a fireball in that
0: direction. Um, actually, Girundu got pretty close to it.
1: If I can, if if I could do it so that I can hit the ship and the and the mind flare, but not Girundu, that would be ideal.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh. You could probably position it like that, just yeah.
1: <laughs> Check the weather and everything. But yeah, no, just <laughs> fling, a, fling a fucking fireball at this guy.
2: Are, are you my mom?
0: <laughs> I think he's gonna, I, I mean, I'm almost certain that he's gonna save, but him and his ship will still take a pretty good uh, brunt.
1: What, would what, what he roll for a deck save?
0: Uh, he got a 17 plus one. Yeah,
1: he, he saves 35. Half of that uh, rounded down is 19, 17.
0: 17. 17.: 17. Oh, it's close. Uh, 17 points of damage, but he seems to just kind of you know how in action movies they just like walk away from explosions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool guys don't look at explosions. Clearly. Kind of how he does it. How, uh, how,
1: how does that seem to affect his ship?
0: The grass is all burnt away in this big section from the fireball. And you see that, it I mean, it it hits him, Um, you know, kind of he succeeded in a deck save, but it wasn't like he like dove out of the way or anything. He just kind of like did a purposeful walk away from it. Um, But as soon as the fire kind of rounded around from the ship, it seems like it all stopped a good like six inches from the ship. And it just kind of like splashed around and away from it. It doesn't seem like it really did anything to the ship. Okay. I know what you're looking for. I've got all the answers you need about your granddad. You just need to hop on the ship, come with me for a little bit, and I'll let you go.
1: Excuse me if I don't believe you.
0: He is going to real quick roll an insight check on you. Okay, so you tell me. So he's going to get a 17 total.
1: hmm
0: What do you... Th- oh, wait, no. Uh, a dirty 20 total. They've actually got, like, a, a, a thing in Insight. Um, what would the read he would get on Tiana for that offer he gave about uh, knowing what she's looking for, having the answers... Would he get a read that he thinks he's going to be able to sway Tiana or not at all?
1: Um, She's definitely tempted because she spent a couple of decades looking for these answers and she's so close and she knows it has something to do with Illithids and her grandfather and everything that happened with that, but also... These are illithids, and you can trust them about as far as you can chuck them. And she's not very strong, so she's tempted for a second to say yes and go ahead with it. But then she's like, "Not a chance in hell."
0: Okay. After he gets that uh, that kind of read on Tiana, sees that this isn't going to be as easy as he had hoped, he is going to. Uh, I'm just kind of doing like a back and forth thing now, right? I hope that's okay. Otherwise, we could roll an initiative.
1: It, 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 it makes sense, because it's just him and I now, because with the with, uh, Gerundu stunned.
0: Yeah. So, uh, instead, Tiana, could you now make me a wisdom saving throw, please? Okay.
1: Come on. Yes, 21.
0: It was a pretty high save. Um, he seems to. Uh, he was casting dominate monster on you, really trying to uh kind of take control. Okay, and he says, "I was hoping this would be easy, uh, Tiana. You can now uh, take a turn. We'll just kind of do a back and forth now. Sure. As long as it doesn't go past ten rounds, Gerundu will be you know. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Gerundu. you have to kind of sit <laughs> this one out." <laughs>
1: I am going to like shift back a step and and uh cast acid stream at at it It's a deck saving throw
0: that was a a seventeen plus one that's without using his advantage even that against succeeds.
1: spells and nothing nothing happens with uh with with a successful saving throw and I'll just like keep backing up thirty feet just like trying to keep rain distance between me and the, and this thing
0: okay uh real quick make a um what is the saving throw for this uh, a con saving throw please
1: so sor- sorcerers have have uh have uh, oh, yeah, proficiency in con. just throwing that out there uh, that's a dirty twenty
0: dang it. Ah oh, man, <laughs> he's still walk. He's just walking towards you at the at the moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's all he's got. That's all he's got for this turn. Yes, he will just continue to kind of. He's kind of like gliding towards you.
1: Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> I'm actually going to uh, take Billy off of uh, off of my shoulder and and whisper in in, in his ear. Get out of here! Find Merlin and 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 uh, send him into, into the woods, and then move around so that the illithid would be, would be following me and not the cat. Um, so we're going in opposite directions. As I like, I hate this. All right, um, I'll 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 cast infestation. I'm not going down easy, man.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, con saving throw.
0: But this Google dice roller is a 6 plus 1. Never mind.
1: That is going to fail.
0: So the damage I don't think is going to be a problem. But what I think might... What else? Is it? it does some other stuff, doesn't it?
1: Uh, yeah. It, it'll take 2d6 poison damage, which is 4. Uh, and then moves 5 feet in a random direction. So I'm going to roll to see which direction it goes in. Just like okay. <laughs> pinball away from me a little bit. Uh, 1 to go north.
0: Okay. After it walks north, um, kind of trying to... It's actually looking a little peeved off at these bugs, and now that you're not kind of cooperating with it. Um, so after he brushes away this infestation of bugs, um, looking a little angry, he is going to walk over to Durundu. oh And... I'll have help g- sandwich, please. He's going to put his tentacles right to Durundu's face and telepathically to you tiana say listen i've already eaten this month i would really much rather not eat your friend's brain here but i see that it comes down to this you can get on the ship or i can have second meal son of a bitch no no pickles son of a bitch
1: and I'll just, like, o- open my hands a little bit to my sides. Fine. Mom, I want new cheese. You swear on whatever honor your people have that, that you'll actually let him
0: go? Listen, I need you alive for my own reasons. Why? I don't need anything about this dwarf here.
1: Why do you need me?
0: We can discuss that on the ship, but you need to first get on the ship.
1: Step away from him, so, so so I can so I can tell him something.
0: Uh, roll persuasion chat. <laughs> or um, yeah, persuasion. I think. Um, really, this thing needs to just know that he
1: that, can that, that that I'll actually trust you. Yeah.
0: yeah, you will comply. Uh, dirty twenty. Okay. Yeah. He. Uh. He I'm, backs I'm away a sorcerer, stunned, charisma's My thing. <laughs> from the stunned grandu.
1: Alright, yeah, and I'll still like keep keeping my hands open a little bit to my sides to indicate that I'm not casting, like my arcane focus is hanging around my neck and I'm not touching it. I'll I'll come over to Gerondu to and like crouch down and say, Find my brother and tell and tell him about Squimoire and all the rest of it. Extra musted. I'm I'm hoping that that, that that he can at least hear me, even if he can't respond. Um just like squeeze, squeeze his shoulder.
2: Damn sandwich Mustard!
1: I'm sorry. And then and squeeze <laughs> his shoulder and then look at the Ilithid. Shall we?
0: The Ilithid will pick up uh pretty like easily uh Gerund's maul and then he places a hand on Jurundu's head and Jurundu just uh falls over peacefully, looks like he's sleeping.
1: Cr- cr- crouch down next to him and then check his pulse to make sure he's
0: He He is snoring loudly enough that you know that he <laughs> is still good.
2: The his yellow his yellow eye is wide open and sort of like looking horrified but unable to do anything.
1: Ger, find help him find my brother.
0: And with that Jeremy and Tiana board the ship and leave this area. Hello everybody, it is your dungeon master Adam DeWeese here. Thank you all so much for checking out this special episode of Halfway to Heroes. And a special thank you to all of our current patrons, so thank you so much, Rachel aka DragonBait, Tiana H, Talking Anime with Mitch, The Lawful Stupid Podcast, Bradley M, Brittany D, Danny T, Sash, Jason Pervat, Jeremy Fair, Loki Strike, Weaver S, Zoltar, Bay Area Beer Socials, Danny M, Drew John Lorber, Remus S, Robert C and Jorian Drake. Hey, Robert C and Weaver S. Thank you both so much for joining the Patreon team. We love every time we get new patrons on this show and for one shot on And And uh, this episode, we got two new patrons during the uh, between now and the last uh, episode drop. So uh, thank you both so much for joining the team. Uh, your contributions Sincerely make a huge difference for us and uh the quality of shows we can put out, they help us every single month uh stave off the fees that come with running multiple podcasts. Our Majestic Goose Network now has I think five podcasts um a part of them. Uh so we just keep adding more and more content. And uh, we genuinely appreciate each and every single patron. Hey, if you're listening to this right now and you're not a patron and you think that you can spare one single dollar a month to us, I got to tell you, if you think that that one dollar is not going to make a difference for us, it genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, will make a huge difference. Uh, Not only is it going to go right into our shows, all of our shows, but also just like the fact that this list is ever growing and we're getting more and more names on the list really does like just fill us with so much joy and happiness that we've got these people that care enough about our shows that they want to give us even even a dollar a month. It really does just mean it means so much to us. I, I, we can't express it enough. So thank you all so much. Uh, thank you, Weaver and Robert, for joining the team. We genuinely appreciate all of you. And you too. Hey, uh, this was a very special episode, obviously, because it did not include any of the guys uh, from half Red Heroes in it. So speaking of, they are actually not allowed to listen to this episode until after we record the next episode. So uh, if you do post spoilers in our Discord, uh, please try to mark it with the spoiler tag and tell the H2H cast to stay out. And if you want to get into that Discord, join bit.ly slash halfway to Discord. Also, while we're at it, go ahead and uh, leave us a five-star rating review on this show and all of our other shows. So our other shows on the network include uh, One Shot Onslaught, Halfway to Heroes, Dice Talk, Roll for Weird, and Shitty Cowboys. Hey, uh, if you follow One Shot Onslaught, you may have noticed that there was no episode last week, and that is because our episode actually went to the Dungeon 12 feed uh, podcast feed from Wizards of the Coast. We—that's right—we were part of the podcast of the Frost Maiden podcast event. Um, we are not allowed to drop our episode on our feed until uh, next week, where we will drop the entire one shot. So it is a one shot dropped set in Icewind Dale for the rhyme of the Frostmaiden uh, book drop, book release event. Uh, so definitely go check it out. It's one of my favorite One Shot Onslaught episodes ever. And um, other than that, go to MajesticGoose.com and check out all the different pages on that website. MajesticGoose.com slash shop is where all of our merchandise is. And I'm not just saying this. Sean's fiance Kara, just got our Halfway to heroes hoodie that has the print all over it's got all the characters all around the hoodie a it's a fantastic looking hoodie b it is the softest hoodie i've ever felt in my entire life i'm not just saying that i'm actually my mom asked me to buy her one of those hoodies just because it is so soft it is really the most comfortable hoodie I've ever felt in my life. Go to majesticgoose.com slash shop and find a bunch of really cool uh, merchandise you can buy there. And all, all the proceeds from that, we don't get a huge cut of all those uh, products that we sell, but we do get a little bit and it goes right back into the show. All of it does. One way it goes back into the show is if you're following us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash one shot onslaught. Or uh, bit.ly slash halfway to Twitch. I think is a bit.ly. All of our new Twitch shows, whenever we roll the first natural 20 of the night, we give away stickers to somebody in chat. Uh, so if you're not following us on Twitch, go to twitch.tv slash one shot onslaught and hit the heart button in the top right corner and follow us there. We are currently continuously adding more and more shows to that Twitch channel, including NBA the Modris Bloodsport Association. And me and Gerundo are very excited for this, Gerundo, uh, from this episode, actually. Uh, it is going to be a, uh arena-based show where we have different guests on that are going to be arena participants fighting against other uh, otherworldly beings and uh, monsters that me and Gerundo dream up. And me and Gerundo are going to be DMing it, but we're also going to be Uh, doing a sports commentary about it as if you were watching the, um, UFC or the NBA or, uh, NFL. It's going to be a lot of fun. We are very, very, very excited to get that out there. It should, it's probably going to be taking place on Mondays from, uh, five to seven Eastern Standard Time. It's not locked in yet, but uh, that's looking like the most likely candidate. So uh, tune into that. Follow us on Twitch to stay up to date. And again, join our Discord. That's where we post most of this stuff. Other than that, just thank you all so much for listening and following us on everything. I've got a new adventure out uh, called the Tournament of Tokens. If you have not yet, would you please go to DMsgo.com and purchase that from me? Because I'm about 25 sales away from getting a copper bestseller medal. And then I can always call myself a DMs Guild best-selling author. And I really want to be able to say that. So uh, go check that out. And other than that, uh, we will talk to you next week will be the One-Shot Onslaught full One-Shot Drop. And then two weeks from now, uh, we will continue the Halfway to Heroes adventure, which I'm very excited to uh, get to the next episode. So uh, thank you all again for making it this far with us. And we will talk to you later. Bye, everybody. A Majestic Goose Podcast.